You ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? From the All Indiana Podcast Network. Join Pet Pals TV's Patty Spittler as we celebrate our furry friends. Cats, dogs, and all the critters in your family. <laughs> celebrate the bond between pets and people and meet Hoosier heroes saving four-legged lives. I love it. Good. I'm glad. It's the Positively Patty Podcast. I can't wait anymore. Me neither. Now, your host, here's Wish TV contributor, Patty Spittler. Positively Patty Podcast, and we're talking with Tom Doc. Tom Doc is also at Noah's, and he's in well, he's in charge of everything, and also he's on Pet Pals TV. So we're going to talk about bugs. What's bugging you, and what's bugging your dog? Cicadas. What happens if your dog ingests some? What does that mean? When should you see a vet? Well, we know you should be listening to the Positively Patty. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Podcast, it's next. <laughs> the Positively Patty Podcast, and today we have our friend, and he's always telling us what we need to know. Tom Doc is here, CVJ certified veterinary journalist, and also our Pet Pals TV investigative reporter. We're investigating those darn, she said, darn cicadas. And I have been reading, very timely, that. If the dogs eat them, some of them get sick. Tom, Doc, what do you say? Well, thanks for letting me be here in that great introduction. <laughs> um, yeah, cicadas. So, you know, some people are inundated with them right now. Uh, yeah. Some people aren't. Um, they're like any bug. You know, um, they don't have stingers. They're not toxic. So if your dog eats one or two or three or a bigger dog, four, probably not going to be problematic. But if they're hatching out, if you're in an older area where there's still lots of these cicada eggs and they're hatching out dozens at a time and your dog is just gobbling like their candy. Yeah, maybe that might be a problem, not only from a upset stomach standpoint. So you get GI signs of vomiting and diarrhea, (laughs) but they don't digest very quickly because it's a hard shell, the shell and it could become obstructed. Now, I don't know. We're going to verify this, but I don't know. But I hear if your dog's allergic to shrimp, eating one of these could cause a problem. Oh, uh-huh. so it, because of the shell. Because of the shell. It makes sense because shrimp shells are made out of chitin, just like insects are made that. out of chitin. So that's probably the tying in huh. factor. But we're going to verify that. I just thought it was kind of yeah. interestingly interesting interesting yes it is interesting interesting and also what makes sense is the fact that uh, like all things in life moderation right i mean if you eat one or two it's mm-hmm. okay you don't eat 12 you know as you said so wh- what should you do if your dog 
Would the cat eat it too? I don't know. You know, I've seen cats go after a lot of bugs, so it would not really? surprise me, and it would probably cause more of a problem, fewer would because cause more smaller. of a problem because they're smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the big overarching message here, moderation, yeah, right? You know, yeah. so if you eat one or two, no big deal. But the other thing is that we need to be paying attention to our pets when they go outside. Yes. Not only so they don't eat weird things, but are they eliminating properly? Are they peeing and pooping the way they're supposed to? Okay. Because <laughs> that can give us early signs that there's a problem. I, I, I look at dog and cat poop and pee all the time because that tells you they're doing well, right, you know. Exactly. Or I know what goes in and I know what comes out. I and I, I, excuse me. I watch them when they poo poo. You know, I say, you want to go out, and they go out, and I watch them to make sure that it's okay. You know, it's formed the right way mm -hmm. because that's your first indication. Upset tummy, and people who have Bernese Mountain Dogs will know they tend to get very upset stomachs very easily, and. It's a big dog, and it can be a mess. Okay, yep. so let's go back to the, the bugs. So watch what your dog's doing. Uh, go to the doctor. If you see an upset, go to the, your vet. Always. You know, it's always worth a phone call if they have vomiting and diarrhea. The rule of thumb is if your dog vomits more than four times in an hour or more than eight times in a day, what? they should be seen. Okay. Of course. One time, we're not going to get too upset. One time in the morning, one time in the evening. We're not going to get too upset unless it's consistent. Be, I'd be upset. Yeah. Uh, or if you know they got into something. Yeah. But, you know, so often we'll see people are like, well, he's been vomiting all night long. Once, you know, two, three times an hour, every hour. <gasps> That's dehydrating. They need to be in at an emergency clinic okay. as quickly as possible. Um, that brings me to this. Mm -hmm. Are you are you folks open now? Can you go in with your animal or are you doing curbside service still? So the answer to that is yes, across the board. Um, um, to, uh, to all those questions. Um, each individual veterinary practice is going to be a little bit different. And we have practices within the NOAA system that have said, you know, they're out in Hancock County. Yep, we're done. You guys, you know, uh, they're still having people call to limit the number of people in the building. Mm -hmm. But they're not being, you have to stay at the car. Right. We have other practices that still, they're trying to work through staff getting vaccinated. They're yeah. busier, smaller practices. Um, they're still saying, we want to wait. We want another month. We want another month and a half. To make sure. So again, just be patient. That's the biggest uh, thing we can tell people. No, We're so still hard. year and a half of how soon can you get me in? How long is the wait at the emergency hospital? <sighs> so. Uh, you, one of your hospitals closed on Sunday? So our main hospital, the oldest hospital, Noah's, hour. the 24-hour hospital, right. the actual original Noah's Animal Hospital. Oh, it's a great place. Right. They have been 24 hours a day, seven days a week for over 20 years. And because we can't find enough staff, we had to say we can't do emergencies on overnight. And now we're closed on Sundays. So oh, it's a big blow to that area of town uh, Yeah. because, you know, people rely on that. Thankfully, we do have the other two emergency hospitals. And thankfully, there's another three or four non-NOAA's emergency hospitals around town. So the pets are getting taken care of. Right, right. But, you know, right now there's 14 job applications for every veterinarian out there. What? 14 to 1 is the ratio right now. <gasps> Well, and why? I, I know now we can get into that, too. Maybe that's a topic for another day. Vets, vet techs, it's it's a tough business, and a lot of them tend to have, not tend to, some of them might be affected, you know, mentally, depression, mm -hmm. because of everything that's going on. And 
quite frankly, they have a very high suicide rate. When you go to, I mean, you want to just say it, that's it. Yeah, they really um, do. Compassion fatigue, compassion burnout, fatigue. you know, and, and you're dealing, um, certainly we see that in other caring professions, like human physicians and nurses and everything, but there's an added money factor on top of it. There's the added stress, believe it or not, of euthanasia, um, because in humans, oh. we don't have euthanasia very often, right? right. Um, it happens daily in the veterinary oh, yeah. field and you're having to go from that emotional roller coaster of i'm so sorry that we're having to put your pet pet down to look a new puppy <laughs> you know and yeah. everybody's up and smiling and so yeah. that's back and forth and so we're really watching the well-being of our employees right and the now. people who tend to be attracted to these professions uh vet vet techs they're very caring people about the animals, so it affects them. It's not just a job. It's, right. it's, it's a, a career. Passion. It's a passion. It's yeah. their life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whew. All right. Let's get back to um, uh, things in the summertime to be mm -hmm. careful of. Uh, we've had a lot of rain lately. What does that bring? Other bugs as well? What would you say? Well, certainly when we have standing water, that increases the mosquito population. Yes. So the mosquito population means that there's going to be more heartworms. So definitely keep your pets, all of them, dogs and cats, on parasite prevention every 30 days. Um, also, when we have wet weather like this, we tend to see an increase in parasites like Giardia, which is a protozoan parasite that can cause diarrhea in dogs oh um, we also see an increase in a bacterial disease called leptospirosis leptospirosis is the most common human zoonotic disease across the world okay um, so our dogs can spread it uh, deer raccoon um, all sorts of mammals can spread lepto hmm. and so you've got to be careful and vaccinate your dog for leptospirosis so that they don't continue to spread it all right uh, yeah summer always has other special challenges too and I do see we haven't had really that hot yet, but don't walk your dog when it's really, really hot. Do it in the morning. And number two, their paws on that hot pavement. But if you put your hand down, put the back of your hand down, if it's too hot, don't let your dog walk in it, right? Absolutely. We talked about this over, I think, the last several summers. And, you know, with my dogs and going to the Indy 11 games and everything, yes, yes, that's yes. the first thing I do. I jump out of the car, my hands down on the <laughs> on the pavement. Okay, they can get out and of the car. And people give you money then because they think you need something. You got uh, an open maybe. Because <laughs> I, yeah, the way I dress and all that kind of stuff. But, but no, I mean, seriously, walk them in grass. Right. You know, don't have them on the blacktop or the sidewalk. Right. Um, it will burn their paws, and I see that far too often. Okay, again, we're speaking with Tom Doc. Uh, certified veterinary journalist and also Noah's what would you say your title is over director there? of communications the director of communications sure. he's in charge of everything uh, and we trust him we always say ask keep calm contact Tom so if you go to our pet pals TV website you can find Tom and he's very very conscious about uh, getting back with you and helping you so that's petpalstv.com and look up Tom all right let's go back to summertime what else can we talk about uh, oh I know this really drives me crazy well, a lot of things drive me crazy. Uh, this one in particular, people who shave their dogs. It's not good for them. Right. I mean, and I know my Bernese Mountain Dog, and I take for grooming, take to Noah's. Um, but don't shave them. You do, it's called, a, what's it called, threading? Or stripping. Stri well, I mean, but when they... 
when they took the undercoat the undercoat right you're stripping out the undercoat and everything because that can get really matted underneath there so yes right but shaving them does not help it actually removes that barrier because the undercoat protects by having a barrier of air in there it helps them in heat and in cold so don't shave them and the other thing is they can get sunburn too white dogs especially you get these white pit bulls that are out there or white german shepherds with maybe a shorter coat they can get sunburned and so there are sunscreens for dog you just have to be (laughs) careful of which type make sure it's a pet approved one not necessarily just any sunscreen yeah yeah oh oh, that brings me up another one i always had so many questions for you um somebody uh has a a cold or something and they think their dog needs it don't give them a benadryl right oh no you're rolling your eyes tell me about that (laughs) i I hear that a lot see me rolling my eyes yeah we hear it a lot too and it's one of the most common things that we see in social media common phone calls that we get so benadryl is an antihistamine benadryl was designed for people People. and people handling people's allergies Um, people have their histamine receptors in their airway so that's why we get sniffly and sneezy and and the coughing when we have allergies dogs and cats the histamine receptors are in the skin so they get itchy benadryl was not designed to work on that will it on some dogs yeah, about third of them, about 33%. Okay. But here's the thing. If your dog's already itchy, Benadryl's not going to cut it. Okay. Yeah. So if you think they have allergies, talk with your veterinarian. There are much, much better right. dog-approved products out there. Okay. And you know, for Mabel and Stewie, they both have had in the past um, itchy problems. And Mabel had some on her back. She had, remember, she had a little spot back there. I do. And it's, I have to be you're very careful. I'm always grabbing his ears. His ears get really hot for Stewie. And then that tells me when he has hot ears mm-hmm. that something's going on in there because his ears hang down. Um, do dogs that have that their ears are floppy too? That tends to be more of a problem, right? Right. Let's keep in mind. Let's back up and talk about the ear itself. It's skin. Okay. It's a piece of cartilage covered by skin. Mm-hmm. And so anything that's affecting the skin is going to potentially show up in the ears. Right. Dogs that have really floppy ears, you can't get good airflow in there. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. lots of different reasons. And so people will come to us and say, my dog's got an ear infection. Okay, well, that's a symptom of a bigger problem. Okay. It might be allergies. It could be food allergies. It could be environmental allergies, just like we get. Um, it could be a imbalance of hormones going on as well so just because your veterinarian says okay try this on the ear and it clears up does not mean that it's going to get better and stay better you've got to keep on top of it all right um i don't know if you saw i've been on tv a couple times talking about it have you seen my story on cat pee I have not, <laughs> and, and that's a kind of embarrassing because no, I no. should. No, no, this comes because it's something that's happened, uh, it, it happens every year, but it seems to be very prevalent this year, moles and voles and chipmunks, uh, oh boy, there, and you see Randy Aulis had terrible infestation at his yard, and you know what's natural to do, so you don't have to use a pesticide? Cat pee, that yes. makes sense. Because it's a predator, and the moles go, ooh, I don't there's a be cat here. here. I better move somewhere else. So that mm-hmm. and it, it works. I also have at my house, I think you've seen mm-hmm. them, I have my, my neighbor has two beehives. Mm-hmm. I cannot use pesticides. And with two dogs in the yard, mm-hmm. I don't, want, them, I don't sure. want pesticides either. So this is the natural way. It doesn't kill them, but it tells them, hey, there's a predator mm-hmm. here. We're going to get out of the way. And you don't have to have an outside cat. I'm not going to let mm-hmm. Timber go out and get them, although he would love to, let me tell you. Uh, he's a little hunter. But if you take the cat 
clumps out of mm-hmm. your kitty litter and stick it in a hole and do it maybe several times. Now, it's not like a terrible pesticide that's going to, you know, right away you're going to see. You may have to do it a few times, but they'll get the message that there's a cat there and I better get the heck out of here. Well, that makes so, a lot more sense because I was picturing Timber lifting his leg yeah. and peeing in the hole, you know, and how are you going to train him to do that? I'm not sure. <laughs> if I could get that on my iPhone, I'd show it to you. <laughs> No, uh, but I just take the clumps out, and it, it, it works very well. Of course, the neighbors think I'm crazy, but anyway, no, I had it on. Weird. And Randy Ellis and I were talking about it. I got something like 25,000 hits, so oh. I'm going to start selling Patty's pee, Patty's cat pee. Well, while you're in the litter box, yes. just what? scoop up the dry material, too, and package it for dog treats, because we all know how much dogs <laughs> love to get in the cat boxes, which don't let them do that, please, audience. We're being sarcastic oh. here. Uh, but we do know that it seems to be tasty. So Well, especially when they're puppies. I had had that, that but not, not anymore, but I remembered when it was a puppy, he wanted to mount munch on that. Okay, something else to watch for when they're out in the yard, and I noticed that I've it's my partly my fault because I feed the animals. Um, watch out for little bunny pellets too. I see those, and I have to say, do we leave those alone? So back to your thing. Watch when your dog's doing. Right. Watch what he's doing. Right. And if they eat the rabbit stool. I mean, it could bring a parasite. It might bring what we call kind of a um, opportunistic parasite that the dog will just pass through. But it can be confusing at the veterinarian. Then when your oh. veterinarian says, oh, he's got coccidia, you're like, well, how did he get that? How did he get he's that? probably eating rabbit poop. And it may be just that it's just passing through his system. So. Passing through. Well, we thank you for passing through today. <laughs> she <laughs> okay. said, wrapping it up. Uh, no, you're always a very you. welcome guest. And you always have such good information. Again, um, uh, see Tom Doc on Pet Pals TV. Tom Doc is on Indie Style every two weeks now, something yeah, like uh, that. They put the two of us opposite. I guess they can't handle both of us on the same. <laughs> I think at it's the same time. A so. dueling dog thing. They probably. Uh, but he's on Indie Style. Uh, look for him there all the time. Pet Pals TV and. 24-7, you can go and look at his blogs and ask him a question. Go to PetPalsTV.com. And also, you're at, how many Noah's locations do you have now? Eight? We we have ten, ten total. There are nine that are open right now. We Actually, it's yeah. a great story. We're uh, letting Greenfield Hancock Animal Management borrow one of our facilities oh. while their new facility is being built. Oh, okay. Well, I highly advise, recommend, and endorse Noah's Animal Hospitals. Well, thank and thank you. you so much. And I, where else can you say pee and get away with it, right? Only on the Positively Patty podcast. Did I say that right? (laughs) More peas. Thank you very much, Tom Doc. And we'll see you next time on the PPP. All righty. Bye-bye. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at Squeezed.com. This has been the Positively Patty podcast from Wish TV. I'm Patty Spittler. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you do that now and check out for new updates every single week. You can also learn more at wishtv.com and when you follow Wish TV on Facebook. 
Discover more pet-friendly stories at PetPalsTV.com and stay with Wish TV online at WishTV.com and when you follow Wish TV on Facebook. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and discover more great podcasts from the All Indiana Podcast Network now at AllIndianaPodcastNetwork.com.